0: Think back to over eight months ago. You were most likely ready to say so long to the year 2020 and had major plans for the year 2021. What were those goals, or would you call them resolutions? In January, when this podcast was still known as Budget Babe, I talked about creating habits for this new year instead of making resolutions. As far as those habits go, what progress have you made? Did you make a resolution and keep it? If not, don't fret. One, most people don't keep their resolutions. Two, this episode of For Better Self and Net Worth, we're going to be checking in on those goals and how to keep going in, well, eight months into the year 2021. Welcome back, everyone. I hope your week has been incredible so far. I also hope you had the chance to catch last week's episode, Face Everything and Rise. It's an acronym for fear. And I discuss lessons from my first acupuncture experience. Those of you who know my fear of needles will find it really interesting. And with football season almost in session, about a month away, it's natural that I'm going to begin to Today's episode with a American football analogy. Now, if you don't watch American football, you might be a fan of basketball or really any other sports where the game is broken into two halves, the first and a second half. Uh, many of you listeners watch the Super Bowl every year. And of course, you probably know who Tom Brady is because he's in almost every single football game since the new millennium began. If you're from outside the US, you might think I'm talking about soccer, but I'm sure you're also familiar with American football as someone that did dance team and swim team. I am the most familiar with American football because of the games that I attended. And in my years of watching football, growing up on it, being in the South where football is so important, it's just a huge part of our culture. We love getting together in the fall and watching the games. But as someone that grew up around football, I can tell you that there's nothing more exhilarating than seeing an underdog football team beat a predicted winner Or a team that is losing for the first half of the game make a huge comeback in the second half and go on to win the game. In fact, many teams in college football and NFL, they actually label themselves as second half teams because they somehow perform better in the second half than the first half. So they don't go in the first half the right mindset, but they go in the second half and they come back and they just really in process and really win. Now, if you're a team that loses to a second half team or any other team, maybe it's not as fun. But for most football fans, we love watching an unpredicted team, an underdog come back and win. Poor Tom Brady. He's got so many people cheering against him because he's usually the predicted winner. He's got so many MVP awards. He's got a Super Bowl ring on every finger. But every now and then, even he starts off with a bad game and comes back and wins it and shows his critters like critters, his critics. Hey, guess what, Haters. It's me again, Tom Brady. I'm winning. That's something I love to watch because I'm personally a fan of Tom Brady. But then again, I digress. We talk about the game of football. It's fun. Just see the camaraderie to see your favorite team win. And with this episode, I'm going to talk about how, even if you didn't start 2021 off the way that you wanted to, how you can come back and still win for the year. Another point that I'm trying to make with this analogy is, is in 2020, many of us felt defeated. In 2021, we were kind of hopeful and signing for a new year because the t- events in 2020 just made everyone kind of feel like they were on a losing team. Just when you had hope that things were going to get better in 2020, something else happens, more cases rise. We saw just massive displays of racism. We had inclement weather here in Nashville. And you most likely on an individual level, you had to make You had to change your plans. You may have had a few days where you weren't working. You may have had to change your traveling plans. You may have had to really examine your budget. You may have wanted to host a major event and didn't get to. You may have even had a promotion being held off or really any other goal that you had in mind. It may have been crushed in the year 2020. And the first half of 2021 may have not gone as you had hoped. 2021 has still had its challenges. And the year's kind of, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like it's gone by really fast and has slipped by. I can't believe we're eight months into the year, over halfway into it, but I'm here to tell you guys that we're going to use this time to check in, have this rest stop. This can be kind of a pep talk in the locker room to make sure you go into the second half strategy with a great and efficient playbook and to help make 2021 the best year so far as far as productivity goes and getting closer to your goals. Into the goals, of course, I want to talk about the book of the week. And this is actually the first book that I read this year. It was on the list for book club. So most of my circle has read it. And I did enjoy it so much and found it so useful and so valuable that I'll definitely be reading it again before the year's end. It's one of the few books that I did not donate to Goodwill or to McKay's. I kept on the bookshelf because I knew I'd read it again. I knew I'd want to reference it. And I think you've possibly read it already, but if you haven't, I definitely think you should put Atomic Habits by James Clear on your list. It is a New York Times bestseller, basically because it has changed so many lives and what this book focuses on is obviously the habits that you have. It's going to help you baby step your way into a more productive lifestyle. James Clear talks about changing your environment taking your bad habits and turning them into good ones, and how these habits are going to get you closer to where you want to go in life. You can also, aside from reading the book, you can also go to the website, James Clear's website, and do some workshops in changing those habits. As someone who considers myself multi-passionate and has goal after goal after goal, there's so many things I want to do. I want to get my MBA. I want to write a book. I want to write a children's book. I want to buy a house. I've got so many goals in mind just for this year alone. And And sometimes I've had to slow myself down. I'm an Enneagram three. I want to achieve so much. Sometimes I have to slow myself down and say, okay, is this the best decision for right now? But again, if you're multi-passionate like me, you're going to find this book extremely useful. And you're also going to want to look at the habits instead of looking at the goal overall. As the outcome, you want to look at the habits. So when you set your goals, your news resolutions, or you had an idea, it's most likely if you're like me, you're thinking more about the outcome, but you haven't really examined the habits that it's going to take to get you to the ideal weight, the new dance move that you wanted to learn, the promotion, the yoga moves that you wanted to master, the new house. Whatever it is that was on your goal for 2021, yes, you thought about the outcome, you thought about how it feels to get it, you've been definitely trying to manifest it, but you've got to come up with a game plan. Just like football, every coach, every team has a game plan that they go by. Let's talk about honing in on that game plan you have for your goals in the next coming months. Now for your game plan for 2021, I've got four plays. AKA pieces of advice I'm calling in place because I'm in that football mode, but I've got four pieces of advice that are going to help keep your mindset positive and feel like getting to your goals is a path of least resistance. It's also going to make sure you get the most out of the next coming months in the year 2021. So let's go ahead with that first piece of advice. And the first piece of advice that I'm going to give you is to focus mostly on what you can control In other words, focus on the solutions and not the problems, but focus on what you can control. One example is we have a new variant of COVID. We see it's affecting children. We see it's affecting the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And while many of us worry about another lockdown, people around us contracting COVID, people around us getting really sick, we can't help think of ways and be fearful of what this means for our plans in the next coming months. Well, here's the truth. If you can get it... If you if you can get it anywhere, the only factor you can control with it is yourself. So do what you need to do. If you get the vaccine if you haven't already, get it if you want it. If you can still socially distance by ordering your groceries online, you can ask to work from home, see if your company would allow it, wear a mask. Honestly, I still wear a mask everywhere I go, even though I'm still vaccinated, just because it's respectful to others. And I like to keep my distance anyway in the grocery store or where Target, wherever I need to go. Nothing agitates me more when I'm looking at something for a couple of seconds and somebody kind of gets in my space or if I'm standing in the lawn, somebody gets too close to me, comes up to me behind me, and just doesn't respect my personal space. So the six feet rule kind of just stayed indefinitely for all I cared. But that's just an example. That's not to get political over the whole COVID issue. Another example is you're going to see a ton of news that you have no power over. You're going to see bills being passed, that you're worried about what's going to do for the future. You see leaders ruling over the way they live. their, ruling over how you live your life and still live in their life the way that they please. We see events across the world where other countries may not have the same liberties or privileges as us. And it's really easy to let that kind of get to your emotions and create worry and fear in our lives over it. But instead of allowing that to control your life, why not join in an organization where people share the same beliefs as you, attend a demonstration, write letters and call your congressmen or senators if they're passing a bill that you don't approve of. I'm telling you, you can harass them. You can call them over and over again until you get something that's not a you know, robotic response or a generic response that one of their interns wrote. What I'm saying is instead of focusing on the problems, focus on a solution. So something going on in your personal life, instead of thinking about what really sucks, Think about ways that you can change this. If something happens out of your control, if you lose work, if you lose a best friend, if a relationship ends, instead of saying, damn, why did this happen? Ask yourself, what can I learn from this? And what can I control outside of this? When you focus on things that you can control, instead of focusing on the problems, you're going to find yourself getting further and further in life. And if you find yourself worrying, well... One of my favorite authors, Jen Sintero, said this, that worrying is like sitting in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't take you anywhere. So remember that next time you start worrying and think about ways that you can obtain the possible outcome that you want instead. The second piece of advice I have is to make sure you are in a constructive environment. This is talked about in Atomic Habits, which is the book of the week. Um, James Clear talks about a study in which... People are beating heroin addictions by simply changing their surroundings, being removed from other heroin addicts. Now, I don't know if that is a common situation or not, but I found that study super interesting and I definitely see how your environment kind of affects your mindset, your mindset, by the way, affects everything you do. So make sure the people that you're surrounding yourself with are speaking positively. They're people that believe in you, they're cheering you on. Make sure you have a very organized house, car and office. Um, very much a huge advocate for staying clean and organized. I like things being exactly where I find them. I like knowing exactly where things are. And I like the peacefulness and the space that comes with a clean environment that does not distract me and make me feel like I have to clean before I do anything else. I just think that cleanliness is next to godliness and it also enhances your productivity. So the second piece of advice, going back to that, just having an organized environment, being mindful of your environment where you are doing your work, make sure it's free of distractions, who you're hanging out with. I had a job about eight years ago that I absolutely loved, but I would get phone calls from people who had the same job as me maybe didn't love it so much, or they were focusing on the problems. They are focusing on the negative. And when I talked to them, I noticed it influenced the way that I felt about the job and I maybe wasn't doing the best work that I could have possibly put into it. So just be mindful of what you're listening to. If you need to, I know it's been helpful for me. I kind of start my day with law of attraction videos, positive affirmations, and that actually definitely helps my, mindset. And I see myself having better days when I start my days with positive messages and I hang out with people intentionally who I know are not judging me and who also have big dreams in their life, the same spiritual views that I have and the same positive approach to situations in life. And that has also helped me indefinitely being in the right mindset and getting to what I'm getting, basically having the life that I want. So again, be mindful of the environment. My third piece of advice is know your routine and most importantly, have a routine. So what is your morning routine? Do you start with coffee and meditation or do you turn on Good Morning America? How do you prep for your day? Do you roll out of bed? Do you look at social media for 10 minutes before you roll out of bed? Now that's one thing if you have if you make money off a social media platform, it's another thing to spend time on social media if it is not a part of your goals and if it's not productive. But just notice what your routine is. You also need a nightly routine. Your nightly routine can be just a quiet time when you wash your face and brush your teeth and floss. Your nightly routine can be a meditation, listening to music. Or for me, I like to read for about 30 minutes before I go to bed, like fill my mind with good information or entertainment right before I go to bed. It's just a good way to wind down. And then I do a little meditation and prayer before I go to sleep. That's always helps me sleep better. And it also is just a great way to end the day with gratitude. Now, my fourth and final piece of advice, and this is advice that I really need to be given myself. And that is recording my progress with my goals and my wins for the week. So knowing what my wins are, at the end of the work week, I'm always asked, what were your wins this week? I gotta know what those wins are because it's really easy to kind of get caught up in the hustle bustle that I forget what to celebrate. So writing down those wins writing down what I'm eating that day, um, if I finished my book or not, what I've done with the podcast, my ideas for the podcast. I'm constantly just grabbing. I have you know, a Samsung note where I just write in what my ideas are. But it's just really important to keep track of the progress of how far you come to know exactly where you're going. It's like reading a map, you have to know where you've been to know where you're going. So I'll just go ahead and shortly review the four pieces of advice, AKA gameplays. So, one, focus on what you can control. Two, feng shui your environment, that includes your headspace and your actual environment that you're working in. Three, stick to our routine. And four, take note of your progress and your goals. Now, as I record this, we're in August again, uh, one month away from football beginning. And I just want to kind of stop and say, and just really acknowledge that you may have already exceeded your goals You may have only met them to find yourself back in the same place where you started. This could be like weight loss goals, debt payoffs, or just losing bad habits if you're going to quit smoking or something like that. People do find themselves having those goals, meeting those goals, only to find themselves back in the place that they started. Don't get discouraged. Keep at it. And I also want to say that no matter where you are in the game, you can still make a comeback and make 2021 the best year of your life so far. Thank you all again for listening. Uh, Just a heads up, in the next coming weeks, I have lined up some epic guests for the show as they talk about their entrepreneurial journeys. It's basically going to be a couple weeks of a series of entrepreneurs and how they've been successful in their lives. As you already know, I have a soft spot in my heart for entrepreneurs. I love talking to business owners, how they got there, the adversity that they had to face. And I cannot wait to bring to you what I have in store for the next couple of weeks. So make sure you're listening. I'm going to try to drop the episode every Tuesday. Usually it's about every Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on how my work week goes, but I'm going to be recording these in the weekends in advance. I'll be dropping these every Tuesday. So definitely make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. Until then, I hope you live your best life and have an amazing week.